Hello and welcome back to Why Morocco, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to spotlighting some of the inspiring and creative personalities who share my love of the North African Kingdom of Morocco. Before we begin, my name is Mandy Sinclair, PR consultant and freelance writer, tasting Marrakesh food and cultural tours owner, and host of this podcast. As you sit back and listen, it's my hope that you'll leave feeling inspired to pay a visit or motivated to start planning a trip to the Kingdom of Morocco. I'm back in the office and back in the studio after an unannounced and rather unexpected break from podcasting. I decided to take a rather last minute break and travel to Israel and Palestine. In fact, I even put my out of office on and disconnected for most of my time away. It was pure bliss and gave me some time to think about some of the ideas I have brewing while exploring another culture. But speaking of travel and with my summer vacation in Canada just weeks away, my friend Chris Martinus from boutique travel agency Sun Trails stopped by again to chat about planning a summer vacation in Morocco. Many travelers think it's too hot to travel here in the summer, but as you'll find out through my conversation with Chris, it's actually a perfect opportunity to explore the local culture. Festival season's kicking off, the coastal towns will be alive with locals escaping the summer heat, and an overall festive ambiance just seems to take over as life slows down a little bit. So let's listen in as we chat about what Chris is looking forward to this summer, and if after listening, you're keen to plan a last-minute summer vacation here, get in touch, and I'll happily put you in contact with Chris. Uh, well, thank you, Chris, for stopping by this morning to chat about um, travel, summertime travel in Morocco. You're, you were a huge hit uh, last year, last August, when we released your episode about traveling, just general travel in Morocco, um, which tells me that listeners have a keen interest in visiting. We're leaving them inspired to visit the kingdom. So let's chat. We're coming up to summer. Temperatures are climbing. So I actually personally love uh, summer months in Marrakesh, especially August. I feel like when people flood here, Moroccans living abroad come into town and it just has a special vibe, uh, that we, we don't have other times of the year. Would you agree? Well, um, yeah, I think August may be, may be quite interesting from, from that point of view. Yeah. The, the advantage with being in Marrakesh is that you can always sort of escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you have, uh, the High Atlas Mountains, one hour's drive, and you have uh, Esawira, which is more or less two hours and a half drive on the coast. So these two already uh, give you plenty of opportunities to, to escape the heat, mm-hmm. if that. I mean, that's kind of a classic route, right? Like Marrakesh, Atlas Mountains, Esawira, for somebody who has a bit of a week-long uh, itinerary. And that actually is a perfect opportunity because Marrakesh can get quite hot. So come here for a few days and then Atlas Mountains are always a little bit cooler. And then Esawera definitely has that seaside vibe. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, this is what I recommend in general to our guests when they, when they inquire about coming to, to Morocco in July and August. At the end of the day, uh, they, can also do, they can also do a classical tour, taking in the, the imperial cities. Because everybody has uh, different um, tolerance to, to high temperatures. Mm-hmm. And you mustn't forget that uh, the vehicle that we offer is constantly uh, air conditioned. Uh, there's air conditioning inside the hotels. Mm-hmm. And we do uh, some tweaks along the way to make sure that it's, uh, it's, uh, everything is bearable. Mm-hmm. You know, it can still uh, certainly be comfortable. But I also think it's an opportunity because 
Morocco has both an Atlantic coast and a Mediterranean coast. And I know for me personally, I have traveled on summer holiday in Morocco to both. And I think they're amazing. Um, and places near Tetuan, the beaches near Tetuan are absolutely stunning. It's like the mountains go into the, the ocean. Uh, again, it's got that August vibe of like everybody's on holiday without being like packaged holiday vibe, you know, um, a really great vibe throughout the towns, throughout the region. What are some of the hidden gems, historical sites or interesting hotels or diverse landscapes to explore? A second possibility would be to to have a tour which turns around Shifshawan, uh, which a lot of people know nowadays, the the blue city. Very, yeah. very Instagrammable, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you have uh, Tangier. Um, uh, there's there's some really uh, beautiful beaches in the on the Mediterranean. Uh, Belyunesh or Marsdar, but you really have to know your, your way to get there. Um, then again, having a private 4x4 and uh, an English-speaking driver does come in handy with these uh, kind of uh, situations. Um, and then obviously the, the more historical sites of Meknes and Rabat, where also the temperatures are relatively mild in the summer, and combine that also with Asila, Asila on the coast, which is maybe not as famous as Shifshawan, but I would say it's still definitely worth a visit for its uh, whitewashed Medina. Um, to me personally, the first time I visited, it reminded me um, the Medina of Cordoba in, in Spain for yeah. some reason. Um, and there's a beautiful arts festival, street arts festival in Asila going on every year, uh, probably around August, uh, where um, international artists are being invited to decorate the, uh, the walls of the, of the Medina with their uh, uh, graffiti. And uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful time of year to be there. There's also music going on, there's uh, um, dances going on, it's, it's a very beautiful ambience around. And it doesn't get as packed as Shifshawan, for example. Um, Morocco has 500 kilometers of, of Mediterranean coast and about 1,500 kilometers of Atlantic coast. So flying into Casablanca, it would be easy to do the either go north or south. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning as well that uh, the TGV linking Casablanca to Tangier in mere hours with a stop in Rabat as well. And also there's internal flights that link Marrakesh with Dakhla and Tangier as well. Do you offer anything in Dakhla? Uh, not at the moment, no. Dakhla, uh, I've never visited uh, from what I was told and from the research I have, uh, most people would go there for um, surfing and beach. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we were to offer that, it would be something like uh, maybe a two, three day break. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to go as, as far as Dakhla. We have done um, tours to all the way to Layun, which is somewhere halfway between Marrakesh and Dakhla, I suppose. And the Lion is has got some some great beaches, and some very very um, um, stunning lagoons, and then also um, we have you have those the kind of beaches where uh, the sand dunes seem to be falling right into right into the sea, and camping can be organized there. Uh, also, you have a little bit further north 
la plage blanche mm -hmm. which would be the white beach beautiful beautiful huge stretches of of white sand so very very nice for for uh, just the people that like to you know get remote so there is an opportunity to still get the sand dunes without going all the way to the Sahara Desert. Yeah, there is. Yes, there is. But coming back to the um, to the idea of of doing classical uh, imperial city tour combined with with Erkshebi, um, the Erkshebi dunes, we have done this in July and August for people. And the advantage is that we uh, work with a certain camp, certain luxury camp in the dunes, where they also have a kasbah in Merzuga. So basically we had a situation where people had books a tent and for example they arrived there in the evening and they thought oh my god it's too hot for us to be out in the camp. So we reverted back we reverted them back to the uh, to the Kasbah where they had air conditioning rooms, they had a pool and the view on the dunes and uh, it worked out very well because early in the morning next morning they woke up and they took a local um, camel jockey and they could do a one-hour camel ride into the dunes. So the experience was, was still there. I know when I first came to Morocco on holiday, I came in June and it was very hot, um, but we just waited a bit longer before we ventured out into the dunes and then we slept outside and it was actually quite cool. Um, and I think that actually summertime travel in Morocco is only going to get busier given the new flights that we have coming from the US. Travelers coming from places like Dallas or even the East Coast where we are used to, I mean, I'm Canadian, but it's a similar climate. We're used to humidity. Coming here where yes, it might be 45 degrees, but it's a dry heat. So it's actually much, in my opinion, more bearable than a 38 degree day with Humidity. High humidity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then also, like I said, uh, that combined with the, the tweaks we can do along the along the way, because, uh, for example, where you are spending two nights in the same place, uh, in the afternoon you can just relax, uh, lay, laying around the pool, mm -hmm. uh, reading a good book, and so we focus most of the activities, cultural activities like guided tours and whatnot, uh, trekking in the morning, leading up to to lunch, you know and also where you're spending just one night in one place, then the same thing applies, whereas you do your guided tour or trekking or uh, say baking bread with the local people all in the morning. And then in the afternoon, it would be driving to the next location and you'd be inside a vehicle with air conditioning on. Mm -hmm. So there's still always always ways around it if you, if you plan it carefully. Yeah. And then the nighttime ambiance in Marrakesh just becomes quite festive and the cafes fill up and it's just a, a whole different vibe from what you get other times of the year. Sure. Um, also, I think I should add that the most important thing to remember is that uh, people come to Morocco, yes, they do come for the desert, but most importantly, they come to, to uh, experience the local culture. Mm -hmm. And the local culture means uh, traveling to remote villages uh, some on the coast, some up in the mountains, and that experience will not change, whether it's summer, winter, or whatever time of year. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the villages that you mentioned earlier that are on the Mediterranean coast. If somebody were, I feel like in Morocco, if you put the effort in to reach a destination that's completely off the beaten track, you are reward. It would be the highlight of your trip. 
for sure. Well, uh, I do remember seven or eight years ago, um, me and my wife, we, we went to uh, Shevshawan on holidays. And from there, I think it was August, and from there we continued on to the beaches around Tetuan. And although I had loved Shevshawan, uh, the beaches around the Mediterranean can get very, very crowded. It becomes complicated to even, you know, uh, lay out a blanket somewhere. It goes the same for places like Esawira to some extent, uh, El Jadida, uh, Walidia. But um, saying this, now I know in hindsight that, um, like I said, having 1,500 kilometers of coast mm -hmm. and a 4x4 that can get you almost anywhere, you have the luxury of avoiding these uh, this, this popular places and actually get taken to really uh, wild and remote beaches. I, it comes to mind uh, a place in Tafetna, one hour south of uh, Esawira, where um, I think we were there in August and you have a one mile stretch of beach, maybe we had 10 people at most on the beach. So wow. uh, yeah, it's just knowing these locations and having the means to get there. Mm -hmm. And obviously all this can be arranged in a, in a private tour. Yeah. And we talked a bit about, you said about the local vibe. Summer vacay in Morocco really does provide an opportunity to catch the local vibe. Um, but it's also when the festivals kick off. The Ganoa Festival is very popular with the, the locals. Um, and the Jazablanca, I mean, we were there last year. It was ab well, the last two years we've been in Jazablanca. It's a brilliant festival. It, to me, it doesn't seem like a festival that people travel to Morocco to attend, but yet you get this great vibe. Um, it's one of my favorite festivals in Morocco. Um, there's, there always seems to be some festivals coming on that we, you know, coming up last minute. Essaware will always have something. Um, Tangier also, I mean, we haven't really touched on Tangier, but there's always something going on in Tangier. Locals flock there um, in the summer. So let's talk a little bit about what festivals you might be attending. Well, I think that um, I will do my best to attend a music festival in Fez, mm -hmm. uh, which is very particular because it showcases um, religious influenced uh, music so you can have everything from american gospel to uh, flamenco spanish flamenco and gregorian chants mm -hmm. or uh, some uh, sitar music from india i mean this is my experience uh, when i attended uh, three or four years ago and the venues at that place i mean that's an amazing opportunity to get into venue pal like Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the, the venues, I mean, I think that the music that is being showcased at the Fest, uh, Fest Music Festival is, is there's, no, there's no better marriage between that and the venues, the, the Riyads and the old palaces of Fest. Some of them, like you say, that open only for, for, the, for the event, mm -hmm. yes. Then, uh, of course, the Gnawa Music Festival in Esawira, uh, I don't need to, to talk about it. It's been going on for, what, 20 years 21 now? 21 years, I think. 21 years. Mm -hmm. um, huge names uh, came there. and um, For me, that's like, I haven't been in recent years, but that was always like the highlight of my year was the Gnawa Festival. It just has such an amazing ambiance. And it's, uh, it revolves around the traditional uh, kind of music that has traveled from uh, across across the Sahara back uh, centuries ago, and is uh, mm -hmm. uh, part of uh, part of the Moroccan culture. Uh, 
Um, Jazablanca is uh, goes on in, in Casablanca, I think in July, it's going to be this year. Like the name suggests, it's got much more of a jazz vibe to, to it, but also there will be uh, some Moroccan artists obviously uh, invited. Um, Mawazin in, in Rabat is probably um, the most comprehensive um, festival in the summer in Morocco and huge names uh, have, have participated in the past. I'm thinking of uh, Elton John, um, Justin Timberlake, yeah. uh, but also the, being so such a, such a large festival you have a lot of uh, different stages and uh, the Moroccan artists are, are quite well represented as well. So once again, I think Jezablanca and Mawazin are much more kind of a big crowd festival, whereas Fez, the Fez festival is much more intimate, right? Because some of the stages, I'm thinking about some of the Riyadhs can accommodate maybe not more than 200 persons. Yeah, so it, it, it becomes very cozy, very kind of intimate. And uh, together with that, also you have a, a big stage also in the Fest Music Festivals where festival where you um, had names like Patti Smith, Bjork, or uh, Yusun Dor coming. And also in Marrakesh, the uh, Juste Pour Rire, the Just for Laughs Festival, will be kicking off at the end of June. But mm -hmm. that tends to target a more French. It's mostly in French, isn't it? Indeed, yes. It's it's a great it's a great festival, and I'm glad that it's uh, you know it's following up every year. But it's uh, you you do have to you do have to to speak a, a bit of French to understand it. However, I think the most interesting festival in Marrakesh in the summer is the Festival des Arts Populaires, the Popular Arts Festival. Then again, is that still continuing? I didn't think it was. Yes, it's still continuing, but the dates the dates are always changing, so uh, we can never know for sure when exactly it's going to be organized. Yeah, so uh, maybe a few weeks before, or if you're in Marrakesh during that during that time, it would will certainly suggest it to, for you to to attend. I'm rather sad because I'm always in Canada from about the end of June until the beginning of August, so I miss. I'm going to miss Jazablanca this year, Ganoa Fest, Fez Festival. I mean, I'm going to miss the whole lot because the dates change with Ramadan, don't they? So everything's pushed until after Ramadan. So I just want to touch again. I think that Morocco as a summer holiday destination doesn't really attract, you know, isn't something that might come to top of mind for, for a lot of travelers. But um, let's talk about camping because I know as a North American, that's something that's very popular in summer. Mm -hmm. What type of camping or glamping, I guess, if that's more your your style, um, can travelers expect here? Well, uh, I think that if you want to um, to to avoid the the Sahara dunes in the summer, and I would certainly avoid the Erkshigaga dunes mm -hmm. because different the difference between those and the Erkshibi dunes is that it it gets uh, pretty much pretty much warmer. Yes. And also, there's no there's no possibility of of, um, of relocating you to a hotel nearby or anything. So because yeah, once you're in Erkshagaga, you're about two hours away from a hotel, yes, right? Indeed, yes. And also, um, it's the, the most of the camps are not even open because they know they're not going to get uh, a minimum share of, of guests, so they just close down for July and August. But camping, uh, I would certainly recommend camping. Uh, like you say, it's more like glamping mm -hmm. uh, in the stony desert of Agafai, just 
45 minutes drive from Marrakesh and that can be uh, perfectly integrated into a tour taking in Marrakesh, the High Atlas Mountains and the Sawira, sort of on the way between the High Atlas and the Sawira or the other way around. One night in the, the Agafai Desert, certainly recommended because if nothing else, you do get the million stars sky mm -hmm. that you do get in yeah. the Sahara dunes as well. Um, and it's, it's fascinating, yeah, certainly worth it. Along the Atlantic coast, there are some places south of Casablanca as well, right? And you can still explore some culture that way by going to the former uh, Portuguese city of Algedida, visiting the cisterns, the, the church, um, even down to Safi, Lydia, that whole area, and also the water sports too. But once again, I think that um, the, the focus here must be on, on local culture because if you're looking for uh, pristine turquoise water, kind of isolated creeks, uh, you're better off going to Sicily or Sardinia. Uh, Morocco is not really ideal for that. I like to insist that um, the cultural part of, of uh, traveling is, is, is plenty, is plenty in Morocco. And for example, even when going on the coast, uh, next to Esawira, you have the market of Hadra, yeah. which goes on every Sunday. Mm -hmm. An incredible ex experience. Oh, for me, going to Hadra market is a highlight of a trip to Esawira because there's everything from baskets that would transport every good to barbershops set up under tents, to buying your biscuits and then sitting and drinking mint tea on the ground and eating your biscuits, to fresh vegetable. I mean, that place, unbelievably amazing to me. And I remember the last time I was there, there were camels markets as well. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. The grills mm -hmm. and uh, the animals sold in uh, by auction. It's now, it's so vibrant and it's so fascinating. And uh, it, as a village market, I, I think that it hardly gets any better in, in Morocco. Then further up the coast, uh, Safi is uh, well reputed for the pottery all around Morocco. And so we can take you to see one of the, one of the shops and how they actually make the pottery on, on site. Uh, further up in Al Jadida, like you mentioned, you have uh, the UNESCO uh, world site because this was um, a Portuguese a Portuguese outpost mm -hmm. uh, on the Atlantic and so you still have a tiny uh, sort of stuck in the past um, Portuguese quarter mm -hmm. complete with uh, the, the famous uh, water cistern where uh, Orson Welles um, shot some of his uh, Otello and uh, many many other possibilities uh, along the coast. The, the cultural part of things is, is still there. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about further south in left? Do you ever send travelers that far? Because in Gula, not far from there is Gulamim, and they have a Saturday camel market, don't they? A Saturday camel market in Gulamim, yes, probably still going on, uh, not so strong. I know that further south in Tantan, they have once a year a, a full-blown festival, a Musem, which is very famous, and they actually had uh, pushed their candidature towards becoming a UNESCO um, immaterial uh, event. I don't think they got it though, but it's still a, a very interesting uh, event. What is it a Muslim of? 
Musem, uh, so you have um, people coming from all over the region with their tents, e either selling things or exchanging goods. And so it lasts for two or three days. They, uh, everybody camps there with their own tent. And there are fantasias with horses, fantasias with mm. camels. And so it's, it's this whole festive ambience for, for two or three days. That's so interesting that you mentioned Fantasia because there seems to be an increase in Fantasia um, in the summer months. Because I know when I've been traveling to the coast, I often see them in small villages when I'm passing through on the bus. Yeah, there's, there seems to be uh, more Muslims and Fantasias yeah, during the summer months than the rest of the year. But coming back to your question, yes, we do send people over to Mirlefte. And just a little bit further south, you have Sidifni mm -hmm. and the Plage Blanche that I spoke about already. Uh, that is part of a tour that covers the south and we finish off with some really nice beach locations where people can just unwind for a few days and recover from the kind of long tour. I think also worth mentioning is uh, Moroccan wine because there's no better time to sit back and just enjoy a glass of rosé or gris. Um, I know that's one of my favorite things in August is we work a shorter work day and by about two o'clock a nice fresh lunch and a glass of rosé. Well, I think you're more the expert on that than I am. <laughs> Don't make me look so bad. Um, no, but I mean, you can actually visit the wineries in the north as well, can't you? When you go to um, Magdez region, um, certainly near Essaouira, you can visit the wineries, um, have lunch by the pool, that type of thing. Definitely, yes. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because, uh, yeah, in uh, the surroundings of Essaouira, you have the domain Val d'Argon. Mm -hmm. And we've been working with them for at least three or four years. It's a very, very solid initiative. I think they are the only ones in Morocco that have the Domaine d'Origine uh, Appellation, like the ones in France. And uh, they produce some really nice wines. Uh, and the, our guests uh, have thoroughly enjoyed that, that day when you have an extra day in Essaouira because you basically go there and you have a tour of the winery and then uh, you can sit down and have lunch and try four or five different uh, kinds of uh, the wines they produce together with lunch and uh, just enjoy the pool if it's, uh, if it's the right temperature, yes. For the north, most of the wineries are uh, located around Magnes, so yes. There are uh, plenty of opportunities to, to visit uh, a local winery because Magnes would be uh, included in a kind of north of Morocco tour. And I think anybody even visiting Marrakesh, you know, heading out uh, in the morning, sightseeing, taking it all in, and then an afternoon by the pool with not even just like a glass of rosé, I think also the Casablanca beer that they make here is also really nice. And I think that also surprises people when they come to Morocco that there is wine and beer production here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not an expert, but I think that Moroccan wines have hugely improved from 10 or 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, local beer is Casablanca, yes. It's uh, quite decent, I would say. So no, there's no, there's no shortage of that. Also, I'd like to add that, you know, you, you mentioned that temperatures get uh, make get up to 45 Celsius in the afternoon. And then people think, oh my God, Africa in the summer. Uh, no, who's crazy enough to go, you know? Uh -huh. But I love Spain and I travel a lot to Spain and I can guarantee you that the temperatures in Seville and Cordoba are exactly the same as the temperatures in Marrakesh in summer. Yeah. And that doesn't stop 
millions of tourists traveling to the south of Spain in summer. No, I completely agree because, you know, I'm Canadian and when I'm back, in, when I go to Ottawa sometimes in the summer, I can't wait to until we have our weekend at the cottage by the lake because it's might be 35 or 36 degrees, but with humidity, well, I love being there and I love the lake life. The dry heat when it's plus 45 is more bearable. For sure, yeah. So, like I said, I think it's 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 a lot of see a lot of things to see with the with these uh, uh, cliches. Yeah. Like, don't travel to Africa in summer. Exactly, because some people only that's when they have their summer vacation, and so it doesn't mean you can't not come. Exactly. It's just and, about modifying. And like I remember one one particular summer where uh, it was a very hot day in August. I think it was 47, 48 degrees in Marrakesh. We jumped in the car, we went up to Imlil, which is this tiny little village in the High Atlas Mountains. It's one hour drive from Marrakesh. And it was, the instant we, we arrived there, it was 28 degrees. <gasps> and then that way you could just relax, but you can also go for short little walks as well, or even oh, it's ideal day, for day walks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's ideal for trekking. I mean, mm -hmm. Imlil is basically the uh, start location for uh, the ascent to Tubkal, so a lot of uh, the treks start there. Trekking Tubkal in the summer is still doable. For sure, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people tra trek Tubkal. Actually, it's not even recommended to, uh, to trek before maybe uh, March. So be be between November and March, I think it's, it's quite difficult to do it because you'd have a lot of snow. But I personally trekked last uh, last summer, and it was we did a three uh, three day trek in the High Atlas Mountains, and we would have didn't have mm -hmm. any problem with heat. Yeah. Because once you go over 1,500 meters altitude, uh, the temperature goes below 30. Mm -hmm. Well, this is getting me very excited about um, more slower paced, laid back summer days in Morocco, traveling to the coast, little weekend getaways to escape the heat from Marrakesh. So thank you so very much for stopping by today and um, looking forward to maybe doing some scouting with you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. If you're also a fan of getting off the tourist trail and planning to be in Marrakesh, join us for one of our Tasting Marrakesh food and cultural tours. On our Tasting Marrakesh Gilis tour, we explore some of the 20th century architecture in Marrakesh, stop at some of our favorite art galleries housed in Art Deco gems, and wander through parks and religious buildings that surprise visitors who dare to venture beyond the Marrakesh Medina. We chat history, eat street food, and shop. You know, some of my favorite things. But don't just take it from me. Condé Nast Traveler recently included this tour in its roundup of 10 cool things to do in Marrakesh. Our website is tasting-marrakesh.com for more details. That's Marrakesh with a CH. All of our tours are private and bespoke, so we take you only to the places that interest you. But for now, it's time to say see you in two weeks, when I'll be sharing more tales from the inspiring and creative personalities who never cease to amaze me here in Morocco. In the meantime, if you want to discuss a collaboration or partnership, please feel free to get in touch via my website, mandyandmorocco.com. And if you're a fan of Why Morocco, I would be so grateful if you would rate and review this podcast on your favorite channel or spread the love by sharing on your social media networks. Just don't forget to tag me at Mandy and Morocco so I can be sure to thank you for helping me share my love of the kingdom.